The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. What's going on? Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson. Thanks for tuning in. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. Or if you're streaming us online, 1069thefan.com or maybe even listening to us after the fact on our podcasts. We appreciate you. However, you may be joining us. and love to have you participate with us as well. Feel free to text in and join us on the show with your opinions or questions or complaints, you know, whichever. Uh, 435-339-0321 to join us on the program today covering uh, uh, Utah Jazz. They played last night. What's going on in the NBA bubble? Some interesting games today. Now, we are we're almost uh, a week into this. Maybe not quite, but I mean, the Jazz have had three games under their belt. We're almost halfway through for the Jazz and some of the other teams. So what's going well in the bubble? Who's surprising you? What teams are surprising you? What teams are disappointing? And which ones are eh, performing about like you may expect? Because for me, there are some real surprises in this bubble so far and how these teams are performing. Um, but uh, we'll look at that in the context also with the Utah Jazz and what's going on with them. Uh, we just heard at the top of the hour, Big 12. We thought we were going to have an announcement today about what they were going to do. Sounds like maybe there is a preference, but there's not an official decision just yet. And what might that mean for the Mountain West Conference or some of its member institutions? Uh, or does it mean anything at all? Are we any closer to knowing what's going to happen for Utah State football? Uh, there may be some uh, reports out there that we'll try to get into as well. And then on Tuesday, now that we've expanded the show back to two hours, we're bringing back some of those fun features that we normally used to do on a full full court press uh, regular program. And so on Tuesdays, we always do a, a stat that blew our mind and a player of the week. So we'll get into those a little bit uh, later on as well. And uh, certainly if if there's a player that you thought really stood out and what they were able to do in the past week, feel free to share that with us as well and uh, give us your nomination on who should be considered. 435-339-0321. Uh, Ajay, let's, let's start with this. Um, we, we don't know yet what's going on with the Big 12. Uh, we thought we were going to have some clarity on what they were doing, the last power uh, conference, power five conference to make their decision on what kind of scheduling program they were going to put in place. But uh, they did meet last night. Um, The Athletic is reporting that they did approve a plan to play nine conference games plus one non-conference home game. Uh, But uh, others are saying that uh, um, they may not have a full uh, formal decision until about Wednesday. Um, but uh, either way, it looks like the Big 12 could be moving in that direction. You know, the ACC, they're doing a 10 plus one, uh, one non-conference game per team, but that non-conference game has to be within the home state of that conference uh, ACC uh, school where it, it resides. Pac-12 is doing 10 conference games each. 
Um, the Big Ten, the SEC, the same thing. So the opportunities for these uh, non-conference games from uh, for the Mountain West to play seem to be getting fewer and fewer. Uh, the Big 12 may be able to uh, throw a lifeline, but they've got five other conferences that are going to be vying for those open slots. And I don't know that it's going to really create opportunities for the Mountain West. Especially because we don't know. Are they going to have the same restrictions like the ACC has? If so, that helps the Mountain West in no shape or form because those conferences do not overlap in any way. Could help like the you know Conference USA and, um, and the Sun Belt and a few other conferences like that, but uh, Mountain West would be out. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of interesting what conferences are deciding to do. It seems like the lower conferences are saying, you know, let's add in whatever extra games you can get in, right? So there's a conference, and then you get plus two, plus three games, um, to, or whatever you need to look at. What does the Mountain West Conference decide to do? Do they go conference and plus one, or do they go conference and 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 two, maybe? Or conference and get whatever you can get. Yeah, whatever you can find. Get leave it. it. Leave it open. Because that was one thing that the Big 12 was kind of looking at is we'll do conference and plus one, and then if you want to add a plus two or a plus three, we'll leave that up to you. Yeah, and I think that's the best way to go. Uh, really interested. So with that, Eric, um, they don't get that revenue money though, right? They're still going to get robbed of the $1.5 million they were supposed to get from Washington and such. Is that... Do you know how that's working out or how they're going to be able to – or can they not get that money at all? Uh, that hasn't been made clear. Okay. Um, it's it's unknown at this point. Uh, there was something I saw – was this late last week or was this yesterday? So much has happened in the last couple of days with this that um, it was from Arizona State saying they – Pac-12 institutions were so focused on trying to get their own conference schedule figured out that they haven't – they hadn't discussed what to do with their already scheduled non-conference games that they'll have to cancel. Uh, whether they just buy them out, can they try to weasel out of having to pay anything? Uh, but, man, if I'm a Mountain West school, I'm going to say, look, if you're still playing games, you, you're illustrating you can still play games. Yeah, We understand there's this, these things are different now, but... You've canceled the game on us, and we need their revenue. Yeah, we need the money. We need maybe Somehow. not hold them to the full payment, but they should owe those non-conference. I just feel bad. Something. Like, I mean, Mr. Hartwell and and the you know the football team, and they work so hard to put a, together a great schedule, and they put together a really fun one. You think about a Washington State at our house, Washington at their place. You still get BYU on there. Uh, it's a great schedule, and it's. It's uh, it's a bummer we're not gonna be able to have those games happen, but at this point I'm just praying that we have football. Period. Like that's all I'm kind of wanting now. It's just a, we went from just you know, hey, give us the give us at least one non-conference game to just give us football some way somehow. And I know that you know again the ads and uh, the Mount West Conference, and the Mount West Conference in itself is working hard to to get us football season. They want it too. And they know the fans want it, and so hopefully we'll get some some sort of a of a schedule agreement here and. And uh, we'll have fall football in one way or another. Uh, according to The Athletic, they seem to have a few more details than what Fox Sports just had. But uh, they no have multiple, <laughs> multiple sources 
reporting that uh, the, the their presidents, their board of directors, uh, have approved the nine plus one model. And uh, according to the report, the start of conference play will be solidified in the coming weeks with an anticipated start sometime between mid to late September with the expectation that non-conference games are contested prior to beginning league games. Hmm. Um, And it also says that there are some, they say four Big 12 teams, are currently planning to play their season openers on August 29th. Uh, they, uh, they they feel like you know give the try to keep it to ten games. You give uh, some flexibility still if there has to be a delay, if there's going to be some disruption somewhere down the line. The conference title game could be still a little bit flexible, but when it happens, um, but uh, according to the athletic, multiple sources indicating that the Oklahoma and Texas rivalry game will still be played and will still be played at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. That's that's what they're moving towards. So, uh, don't know. Deep breaths. Yeah. So, I mean, it looks like they're trying to move forward. They're still trying to make it happen. Uh, 9315 texting in. COVID is sure exposed the weird and the bad things they run into the... They run in the Pac-12. I didn't realize how wild west it was. Glad we are in the Mountain West and the Utah State fan. Utah State does a great job. Yes, Utah State does do a great job. Glad we are in the Mountain West Conference. Absolutely. Uh, blessed to be in the Mountain West Conference. Just, it's good to be in a conference. I mean, you got to think about what BYU is trying to do. They're scrambling like crazy just to find a home, just to find an opponent, just to find a schedule of some sort. Like we, I mean, we are lucky yeah, to be in the Mountain West a, Conference. What do they have? A, a five-game schedule right now? Yeah. Uh, or do they still have six? If that, I think no, it's five, isn't it? Because they lost Missouri now. Uh, you're forcing me to actually look them up. Isn't that my job? <laughs> uh, see, they lost Utah, Michigan State, Arizona State, Minnesota, Missouri. Uh, and then they have games one, two, three, four, five, six. So they still have six games from October second through November twenty first. So the back half of their schedule is still intact. Utah State, Houston, Northern Illinois, Boise State, San Diego State, and North Alabama. Now I would imagine, Eric, that if we had the chance to be able to have a non conference opponent, then I would imagine that BYU would probably stay on that scale. I would imagine just because, as you talked about the rivalry thing, that Utah State would still be on, or not Utah State, excuse me, BYU would be on that schedule just based on rivalry purposes. That would be most common sense, wouldn't it? Or am I crazy? That Utah State and BYU would still be on there? Yeah. That that would be preserved? I would think so. Uh, But... I don't know. I mean, if the Mountain West says we're only doing conference games, yeah. Then but if, that if they say if we're going to do a, a conference plus one, I would suspect because BYU Washington- would be the non-conference or, game that they or would, would still it be put SUU? in. SUU. Um, I would guess it would be BYU. I mean, it means more financially with rivalries with recruiting. I think it would be more likely that it would be BYU on the schedule. Yeah. It. W- It'd be interesting. And I think BYU would fight to try to keep it on the schedule. More I would than imagine State. they need the game. Yeah, yeah, they need the game, and if if they can get Boise State on that schedule as well, they'll 
they'll keep the game. Absolutely. That, that's a great point you bring up is that BYU needs Utah State on that schedule more than anything right now just to keep opponents there. And they, they can't afford to lose anybody else, especially from the Mountain West Conference where they have how many? Three? They have three Mountain West Conference opponents. Utah State, San Diego State, and Boise State. And I, I think for Boise, they would if they had a conference plus one, um, would they have Marshall or BYU? Because Florida State's not going to happen. Georgia Southern, I guess, is the other option. Georgia Southern, Florida State, or BYU, or Marshall. I would I would guess they would take BYU. San Diego State, on the other hand, I don't know. Uh, we have to look at their schedule, but I, I think that what we just there's too many unknowns in the Mountain West. It's too hard to try to predict or guess what's going on with the Mountain West until the other the power conferences make their decisions. Frankly, it's impossible. I think for the Mountain West, because they're I think they their member institutions would want to try to find ways to still play these other power conferences. Yeah. Although I mean the the Sun Belt today they they came out and said what they're going to do. Uh, they came out they approved a football schedule. They're going to have eight conference games and allowing up to four non-league games. So really not anything different they're just going to have to reshuffle their non-conference games uh this is uh, according to a statement we believe this timetable will allow for the healthy integration of the entire campus community for each sunbelt member uh and conference or the schedule to begin labor day weekend or even sooner <laughs> i feel like it's just all over the place uh, hey, uh, Texas State, uh, yesterday they announced their opening against SMU had been moved up a week. So I, I think there's a sense, to some degree, there's there's very strong opinions on this in a lot of different ways, but I think there's this group that says, let's try to get these games to happen as soon as we can because we're, there's so much uncertainty about what the fall will look like, and if there's going to be an outbreak, uh, let's try to get some games in while we can. But then there's this other group that's like, no, we need to wait till things level off or decline more before we start playing games. So it's hard to know who's right on this. But yeah, that's- how much is going to change in a month? I mean, look, things are starting to trend down. Things are flattening. That, that, that's good. That's encouraging. But is it going to be enough? Yeah, is it too little too late? Nah, hey, look, you were, you were optimistic yesterday, okay? We we got to be optimistic for our wonderful listeners. We'll have some sort of a football season, we hope. Cannot get pessimistic. Not yet. Not yet, Derek. Hold strong. Ooh, hey. 9315. Ooh. Makes a really good point that needs to be considered. Okay. Nobody's really talked about how Hawaii has a 12-day quarantine that will affect the Hawaii game. If you travel to Hawaii, you need to be quarantined for 12 days before you can go out. And there was somebody, I believe from Utah, or was it Idaho? So I think it was from Utah, who was out and about. They didn't self-quarantine for that amount of time, and they got cited. Wait, really? Yeah. They got cited? Yes. 
They were issued a citation, not cited like I saw you, cited like you were given a citation. So if you have a travel game at Hawaii, how do you do that? The the state of Hawaii has a mandate that if you travel from outside of the state before you can go out and about to enjoy their beautiful state and the islands, you have to be isolated for up to 12 from 12 to 14 days. How does a Mountain West school do that? Uh, <laughs> so ho- there's an issue in Hawaii. The governor of New Mexico doesn't want the Lobos to be playing this fall. <laughs> yeah, that's another issue, that's, man. Man, <laughs> Mountain West is in a tough spot. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of the Mountain West and being in a tough spot, did you see this report from beat writer for Colorado State Rams, Kevin Little? I didn't see this. You were telling me about it. Man, this, this is, is, if it's true, this uh, is really disappointing. Not good at all whatsoever. Among complaints, he says, from Colorado State athletes and staffers, and staffers, Eric, coaches have told players not to report COVID-19 symptoms, threaten players with reduced playing time if they quarantined, and claim that Colorado State is altering contact tracing reports to keep players practicing Many players and staffers don't feel safe. They have no uh, they have no say in safety. And then he asked the question, is trying to play a college football season anything other than a money grab? That is not good if you're Colorado State. There is going to be some serious investigation going on if that is the case. And if that is the case, by the way, I don't think Colorado State has a football season. <laughs> oh, None of this is good news today, AJ. I'm disappointed. I, I, I'm trying. I tried okay? to be positive I'm yesterday. I'm trying to be positive for you, but now I it's s- just going south. <laughs> we should talk NASCAR. Maybe NASCAR has something good going on. What's NASCAR up to today? Oh, Tiger well, Woods is golfing. There's positive news for us. Hey, while we're at it, um, you shared, uh, you retweeted and responded to a beat writer from the Desert News? Yeah, Trent Wood does a really good job. I love Trent. Really good human being. Uh, he re- he put out a tweet saying that the Utah State football practice was canceled to, or it's supposed to start tomorrow for Utah State football. They've postponed, I think is the correct word, until a further date. I don't want to, s- I think it was postponed. I don't want to say canceled because I'm sure they're going to re- uh, play at some point. Well, here's what Trent Wood tweeted out. Yeah, says, got a little that. bit of that's Utah State football news. I agree. It is shocking. I am tweeting. Okay, does he not tweet very much? Does he like? No, he's very. Know. He's barely on Twitter. <laughs> okay, and he's a really good dude. Uh, he continues. The Aggies were supposed to start fall camp tomorrow, Wednesday, August fifth. That is no longer the case, and there is no definitive date set for when the fall camp will begin. Again, that's. What he tweeted out, I have not been able to independently verify that myself. Yeah, me neither. I and yeah, that's way above my pay grade. But what's going on in Colorado State? That's that's just a disaster. Wow. I, and, and I'm serious. Like, if they they'll do an investigation, if they find out that these claims are true, I would honestly dare say that Colorado State might be like, you know what? We ain't playing. Uh, should we add more? Oh, but wait, not, dude. Hey, we're on a roll. There's more. There's more. <laughs> Jeez. To our friends in the north, 
Idaho football coach Paul Petrino and their athletic director Terry Golick. So they're supportive and will and they're willing to listen to players. There's a report that nearly three fourths of the Vandals football team don't want to play this season because of coronavirus. How how many? Three fourths. <laughs> I don't mean to to look down on this because coronavirus is definitely serious. But how much of this is? We know we have a bad football team anyway, and this is a good excuse. No, that doesn't. I don't think that has anything to do with it. They want to play football. Those kids want to play, but they also want to know they're going to be safe. I can, I can see that. I mean, it's more about their health than anything. You can't be sending these young kids out there, and I mean, with yeah, he's got to make sure all pro girls are being taken seriously. Unlike Colorado State, obviously, and uh, yeah, I'm worried. Man, three fourths of the team, though, huh? According to the RAD, uh, he says they met with the team today. Uh, Coach Petrino met with the team today. Uh, but uh, their AD says they need to discuss with their trainers, with me, with their coach, or whomever. We will take care of them. We're not going to remove anyone's athletic aid because of their individual concerns. We just need to know. He want more bad news? Play, apparently there was a players-only meeting last week. Oh, boy. And they're supposed to start fall camp this Friday. Oh, boy. They might need to put that on hold for a bit. Uh, nine players did test positive. They have been self-isolated. And then 15 more have self-quarantined. Yeah, you got more? Yeah, there's more. <laughs> My man, Rafael Nadal, is not going to play in the U.S. Open. That sucks. I love Nadal. He's a defending champ, man. And he's going to skip the U.S. Open. Be uh, Because of, of course, COVID-19 uh, concerns. Which, again, is legit. Uh, he said, the quote, the situation is very complicated worldwide. The COVID-19 cases are increasing. It looks like we still don't have control of it. All my respects to the USTA, the U.S. Open organizers, and the ATP for trying to put the event together for the players and fans around the world through TV. This is this is a decision I never wanted to take, but I have decided to follow my heart this, this time. And for the time being, I'd rather not travel. I don't blame him. I don't blame the guy. And this comes just after the... Uh, the current number one women's tennis player, Ash Barty, uh, said she'd be missing the U.S. Open as well. Boy, there goes the ratings. It's going to kill it. Oh, man. Just when we thought, you know what? We're getting sports back. Things are working out. Things are coming together. We've got protocols. We've had a lot of time to study and put things to, in, in place to uh, test and isolate and protect. I'm starting to unravel again. It's, just, it's frustrating. <laughs> hey, we're good. We're going to have football, okay? We're, we're, we're going to have, I don't know how much football, but we're going to have some football. I am positive. I am staying positive. Okay, I don't know any inside info, so don't ask, but just staying positive. Send out those positive vibes. The more you we say it, the more it will happen. It's the secret. Yeah.
Say and it'll happen. Yeah. We're going to have football. I'm going to say this and it'll happen. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. The Fan. Eric France and AJ Salveson, man, I'm just reading more of this story in the Coloradoan. Dude, it's about gross. Fort huh? Collins. Yeah, not good. Uh, should be Colorado State, which is in Fort Collins. I got you. It's not good. It is it's it? not. Good. I finished. Yeah, I finished reading the article, and I was like, "You, sir, are in deep trouble." How do you do that? Like, and, and but don't they have a new coach? Yes, but it's not just football. It's the athletic department. Oh. Well, that's, that's it's definitely affecting football, but it, there are actions in the athletic department. Yeah, that would uh, that that uh, constitute as uh, not good. Uh, I didn't know it was. I they, thought it was just the football. I didn't know they quote an athletic department staff member who huh. says there are some red flags in the athletic department, but the common denominator with this administration is to protect the coaches before the student athletes. And that makes them feel more like cattle than student athletes. And an unknown, an unnamed player says, "This just feels like it's they're trying to make money off the players. It's not about health and safety." <laughs> I mean, kind of echoes the the sentiment that was. Put together by those Pac-12 players. Yeah, and you know what? Even if anything, it gives them more leverage, right? It now boldens their statement. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that's not good right now. Um, again, and I, I said in the first time I'll say it again, if that is the case and there is an investigation done and that is all found true, which right now it's it's looking pretty pretty legit and a solid report, then I would be surprised if Colorado State had had sports this this fall. And I even dare say winter. I'm just... You can't do something like that and expect you can move on and no harm in your accident is going to come to you in that regard. Um, There's got to be a consequence for it, and I I would imagine that there would be um, very little sports, if none at all, in Colorado State in the the fall. Yeah, a a spokesperson for their local health department uh, confirmed that Colorado State voluntarily shut down practices but said the department was keeping a close eye on the program because there were a rising number of positive cases. Apparently there's a big party around the 4th of July that a lot of players and other athletes went to and that's That'd be a problem. part of what is causing the spread. But then the, the article continues, players and athletic staff said they believe the pause should have happened a week earlier but that Coach Steve Adagio was adamant to get practices in. Oh, jeez. Aren't you grateful for a really good athletics department like Utah State who actually takes accountability and responsibility for what they do? This, and I'm not saying, the whole decision for the Colorado State to even hire Adagio is questionable yes, about what's going on in that department. <laughs> you bring up a good point. So, I mean, really, should we be surprised by what's going on here? It's disappointing. Really disappointing. 
Good gosh. Okay, so in the span of like what two days, Pac-12 players uh, re- uh, threatening to opt out. Idaho, like half their team, three fourths of their three fourths of their team says they're not playing, and then Colorado State says we'll do anything we can to play without the players' permission. Twenty twenty. How do you do? <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back, old dark friend. Just in the early August, we still have. And that's the thing is that several more months. I mean, July was okay. August was just barely starting. And I'm already rolling downhill. It's like an oompa loompa rolling downhill. <laughs> just can't stop it. Um, dude, how about freaking Devin Booker today? By the way, has he been just phenomenal or what? Here he is with uh, two on the clock. Drives left with the right hand. Stops on a dime. Spins to the right and throws a fallaway footer for the, at the buzzer. Final score, Suns 117, Clippers 115. Booker and the Suns are undefeated in the bubble. Is they are 3-0. and freaking oh. Never would have seen that coming. 2020, what the fetch? I'm blaming everything on 2020. Like, did, okay, watch, okay, go to uh, Worldwide Wob. Do you follow that guy, Rob Perez? Follow no. him, first of all. A hilarious follow. Says some really stupid things sometimes that make me want to punch him in the face. But, well, and then watch the video. Okay, he has it on a left-hand dribble drive, stops at the... Right wing, pivots on a dime, turns on a fallaway floater at the buzzard, and he does it in Kawhi Leonard's face. And actually, no, it's actually Paul George. <laughs> at the buzzer. <laughs> to win it. 117-115, Suns beat the Clippers. And, and by the way, um, since we're in the basketball uh, stance, a part of things really quickly. Milwaukee doesn't give a freaking crap about this eight start, eight games, do they? They're just, I mean, kicks and giggles. You know what, Giannis, why don't you rest? You played a couple of hard games. Why don't you, why don't you rest today? So everyone's like, oh, they lost. Like, that's what, that was me. I'm like, holy crap, they lost to the Nets? To the zombie Nets. You guys suck. And Well, Giannis was sitting today. Oh. And I just loved how you shook your head and said they don't care. <laughs> they don't though. They don't. And, they and by the way, I don't think the Lakers anymore now. They don't care about the rest of the restart games because with that win over the Jazz last night, they now have clinched the one seed going into the uh, playoffs for the West. So if I were you, I sit LeBron, I sit Anthony, right, and I let my manager minutes. Out. Yep. Let your because you 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 have a couple guys that aren't there or some new guys that are like yeah. young waiters and Jared Smith. Give them more minutes. Get Give them, them more run. Give the your bench they can. Yep. more play. And and to be honest with you, look, LeBron James is not the competitor Michael Jordan is or was. He's not the competitor that Kobe Bryant was. Um, LeBron could care less about playing in these games. Like these are restart games. He was happy to defer a lot last night. Oh my head! And you know what? I he still did, got a lot of play. Well, I mean, he still would, did a lot. Yeah, I would still defer. To Anthony Davis anytime, any day, anywhere, especially after what he did last night. And not to mention, Anthony Davis got every freaking call in the book, too, that he could possibly have. I just, but yeah, again. LeBron benefited from a few, too. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? The that one, Royce O'Neal, yeah. driver to the basket. Well, what what was the one where uh, uh, Royce O'Neal's driving to the hoop? Yeah, and then, like, barely leans into the LeBron. And LeBron acts like he got shot by a cannon. Yeah, he's making a basketball move. Ends to the up hoop. inside, like on the right side of the freaking basketball standard, and they get an offensive foul. Same thing goes on in the other end. of The second half. Guess what? 
It's a defensive foul. It's just, oh, I don't know. Way to go, officials. Yeah, it, if the jerseys were swapped, you know it would have gone a different way. You know, here's the question, though. Would it have? Is it if more that was LeBron than- driving and Royce O'Neal got bumped like that, they say, oh, you impeded his progress. That's, an, that's a defensive foul. Because here's the thing, is that LeBron... He does he does flop. Apps, I mean, he's learned from the best, Ginobili being one of them. But there's a lot of times where he gets fouled and there is no call. Like going into the final, like when he played the Warriors, he didn't get hardly any calls. When he would play against uh not the Spurs. You know, even against Dallas, he didn't get a lot of calls. He had to actually work for those calls. For so long, even as a superstar talent. And now he's getting them. Either that or else the refs just absolutely flat out hate the Jazz and have hated him since 1998. I don't know how to explain it to you. It was just some odd officiating, really weird calls. Rudy Gobert had three fouls in the first half, if I'm not mistaken. Royce O'Neal did. Two of their best defenders. And then the Jazz, two things. One, quit turning over the freaking ball. Two, like, if you can't make a three-pointer in the NBA... Like, let's send, I don't know, give me Justin Wright on the court. Give me Adam Keefe. Give me Howard <laughs> Adam, Isley. Adam Keefe, the garbage man. Give me Brian Scalabrini. Just somebody who will actually make a shot. Sorry, that's probably for our next hour. I'm ruining our next hour. I'm sorry, I'll stop. But I, we I can recap. Dude, I chucked my, I honestly, I'm not even joking you. In the third quarter, late in the third quarter, around three minutes left, I threw my remote at the wall. I said a really naughty word, and I had to turn off the TV. It was just, holy cow, can't hit the broad side of a barn. And the last couple of minutes of that uh, third quarter were tough. Just brutal to watch, dude. I couldn't do it anymore. But that Anthony Davis, holy cow. The monster. What a He's cow. a monster. Like Rudy Gobert was soiling himself. Having to guard that guy. I mean, Tony Bradley He has cried. talent, and he was working his guts out. Oh, yeah. Because what did he have? He shot 14 shots in the first quarter, Eric. 14 shots in the first quarter. He was being aggressive, and he was being efficiently aggressive. There's a difference. Oh, and he was running down boards. He was stealing the ball. He was How running the court. How about the break where he ran, where he was behind LeBron James when the fast break started, and then all of a sudden he ended up about... Three feet in front of LeBron James, he threw him a sexy bounce pass, and uh, Anthony Davis finished it with an N one. I mean, it's just he's an impressive. He's player. awesome, an and him and LeBron player. on the court when they're both interested in playing basketball is nearly unbeatable. I don't care for the Clippers, Bucks, Sixers, Celtics. You don't stand a chance when those guys are on. I still think Danny Green's the dumbest basketball player in the NBA, though. <laughs> he. He didn't really do very much. He sucks, and he's dumb. He has no IQ. Uh, I, by the way, as good as Anthony Davis was, he only got a plus seven. Yeah, I'm blaming his teammates for that because his teammates were not great. LeBron had a just zero. Was he even? He was even. Shut up. On the plus minus? Yeah. That's got to be the first of his career. That has to be the first of his career. Royce O'Neal was a plus seven. Do you feel... Because here's the thing. Royce has to guard LeBron on one side and then be expected to be efficient off offensively on the other side. It's a, it is, is that a asking tough ask. too much? Okay. It's a tough ask. Like, that's just, that's way too hard. 
That's that's way too hard to ask. That is a heck, dude. I'm still. I've watched this Booker shot maybe twelve times, and I'm still not sure how we made <laughs> Just that. Just watching it on repeat. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure how he made it, man. Like it's good. Deep PG thirteen is right there in his grill, and and I mean, still puts a hand with it with Kawhi on the right side of his hip. Yeah, he he shakes off Kawhi, fakes him to go one way, and Paul George is right there to cover and Jeez. comes back on the other side, and he makes it. it still, still makes hits it, over. it, man. How tough that is. Goodness gracious, what a we'll, shot. We'll talk a little bit more about the what's surprising in the bubble, what's disappointing. Can we talk about the disappointments too? I, I think the yes. I, I think the Phoenix Suns are going to be high on my list for yeah, the no surprises. Kidding. I'm I'm kind of interested who your player of the week is going to be by the way too. Uh before we get into that, we'll, we'll let's do our stat and player coming up on the other side. Okay. But before we do that, uh want to let you know about our good friends at A1 Automotive and uh what they're doing I excuse me, A1 Automotive and Performance. Um, they can extend the life of your vehicle with regular preventative maintenance. They have a new location. Go check them out at 1065 West, 600 North. They're in Logan, and uh, they can they have this uh, pre they can do a pre travel safety check. If you're planning on still getting into last minute vacation before you go to your your kids uh, back to school, go get your vehicle. Checked by the folks at A1 Automotive and Performance. They take good care of you at 1065 West, 600 North in Logan. Or call them today at 752-9636. Coming up next on the Full Court Press, our player of the week and the stat that blew our minds. The new home for the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Remember the old days when we used to do things like normally? <laughs> Go to the movies, hang out with friends. Back when we had sports that were like normal, not in strange locations. Uh, some things are returning, even if they're not like they used to be. And with that return and the return of a two-hour show here on the Full Court Press, we get to bring back some of the fun features that we used to have. And on Tuesdays, we would do our player of the week and a stat that blew our mind. Dude, it feels like it's been a year since we've done this, and it's only been five months. Dude, I can't wait to get the NBA stuff. There's so much crap going on. Uh, Yeah, so so hang on. Okay. Let's start with our stat. But before we do that, Let's take a look at the numbers. It's the stat that blew our minds. He did what? On the full court press. Wow, that blew my mind. <laughs> it's time for the stat that blew our minds. We're hearing this for the first time with you. Yeah, that was the first time I've ever heard that. I was like, wait, what are we waiting for, dude? <laughs> All right, uh, what is the stat that blew your mind, Eric? This, I don't mean to, well, I'll just say it. Okay, say it. 
This did blow my mind. Okay. When I saw this just the other day. Donovan Mitchell is the third fastest NBA player to score 5,000 points. Uh, can I guess the other two? He is in very elite company. I'm going to guess Wilt Chamberlain and Michael Jordan are the other two. Wrong on both. Really? Uh, I'm going to say Kobe and LeBron then. You're one of two correct. Wow. And it's not Kobe Bryant. It's LeBron? Who's the second guy? Kevin Durant. Oh. <laughs> okay. That blows my mind that wow. Donovan Mitchell is in the same league as LeBron James and Kevin Durant as far as quickest to 5,000 points. Nice. Good stat. I, wow. <laughs> I didn't know it was LeBron and KD, huh? Uh, Eric, uh, today the Brooklyn Nets upset the Milwaukee Bucks minus Giannis, but they were 19-point underdogs. It is the largest NBA regular season upset since Dallas Mavericks beat the Seattle Supersonics, who were a 19.5-point underdog, on April 4th, 1993. Holy cow. So what is that, 17 years? Is that my my math right? 17 years. More than that. Well, no, 2003. I mean, 1993 and now? 20? It's not 27 years. That 27 years? It's a long time. It's a long time. 14. They can wait 20, that gets to 2000. 93. 93. Yeah. That's, seven. That's 17, isn't it? The other one. 20? 27 years. It's a long time. Uh, yeah. Was that just a game where Milwaukee didn't care? Yeah, I mean, or we'll get into this in the 5 o'clock hour. Brooklyn I, Nets are just... Milwaukee's just out there for have fun. Whatever. I mean, now they're out there for kicks and giggles. And they're saying, you know what? We got the number one seed. No one's going to beat us in the Eastern Conference. We're rolling to the finals. Yippee-i-yay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Would you say Giannis didn't even play the second half? Giannis didn't play at all, didn't he? Oh, did he have no minutes whatsoever? I'm pretty sure he sat the whole game. Like they, they didn't even let him sniff the court. Let me make sure though. Box score tells me Giannis did play 16 minutes, seven of eight from the field. He still had 16 freaking points, dude. In 16 minutes, Eric, he had 16 points, six boards, four assists. Guy's an animal. All right, who is your player of the week? Okay, so my player of the week is probably going to be the same as yours. Okay. What T.J. Warren is doing in the game of basketball right now, I don't know what Indiana is going to do in the playoffs. No idea. But he has scored consecutive games of 53 and 34 points on 62% shooting. 62 flipping percent. Uh, And at one point, T.J. Warren in the first quarter, Eric, had scored 17 points. Pacers lead the Magic 53-29. T.J. Warren is 6-6 from the field and 3-3 from deep. And 2-for-2 from free throws. And he's got an assist and a steal. He's well on his way to another 50-piece. In his plus-minus, he's right now a plus-24. Good gosh. (laughs) He also is my player of the week. Is there another number? I swear that was put out like yesterday, the day before. You might have it. Uh, about, uh, About him. 
What do you got? Uh, I just what he's he's done in his last couple of games against Philadelphia. Good team, Philadelphia. Fifty-three points, four rebounds, three assists, two blocks, and then against Washington, thirty-four points, eleven rebounds, four assists, four blocks, three steals. So he's doing more than just getting buckets. Guy's an animal right now. Yeah, he's kind of wishing that those uh, improved players of the year, or rookie of the year things would have maybe waited just a little bit longer. Yeah, TJ Warren is impressive. That is awesome. Making the Pacers forget about Boyan, losing yeah. Boyan, and uh, having a limited Victor Oladipo. Hmm. Oladipo is playing today. 50, and by the way, that Magic team has been scoring like on a hot streak. Sizzling. And they're being shut down by the Indiana Pacers. Hey, by the way, uh, going back to that Colorado State article, you've got some players who are uh, refuting what has been said. Tanner Hollins, none of y'all listen to this man farthest from truth. Uh, Scott Patchen, name the sources, because when I was sick, I was urged to call the trainer right away, and we have a team meeting every morning, stressing the importance of doing the right things, so I'm calling BS. Casey Irons Jr., yeah, none of this is true. Uh, B. Hickerson, 15. Whoever on the team line got to go. This crap is weird. Y'all know damn well CSU go the extra mile to make sure they're following the guidelines. Coach tells us every day if we have any symptoms to stay home and tell our coach. Well, you guys might want to figure out some crap then. Mm -hmm. So is this a case of somebody that just doesn't like the hire of Steve Adagio? No, I think finding a... Look, because dirt to I mean, get him out. As you brought up, Eric, it's not just a football team that was saying this. That there was the, it was there people staffers. in the athletic department. Yeah, so maybe the athletic department's facing something of that problem, but maybe not the football players. You just, I mean, you have to, you have to get both sides of the story, and that story, to be honest, is a long, long ways from being done. But there needs to be an investigation and a thorough one. Coming up next on the Full Court Press, we'll continue to talk about what's going on in the NBA, uh, breaking down Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns. What are the surprises in the bubble? What are the disappointments? What's going on par? Uh, What's the latest with the Big 12 in college football? (laughs) And what's going on with Colorado State and the Mountain West? Let's discuss that next on the Full Court Press. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson, Full Court Press rolling on. Thanks for tuning in and joining us. I couldn't, like, even if I tried 10 times to do footwork exactly what Booker did with nobody guarding me and still try to hit that shot, turning that quickly on a dime, no way. Absolutely no way. That is such good footwork. And then again, he did it with Paul George in his grill, or at least on his hip, Kawhi Leonard there to meet him. And then Paul George's hands gets right back there. I mean, it's just 
That's a tough shot. Devin Booker in the bubble, 27 points, 30 points, and 35 Good points. gosh, and they're 3-0. He's doing well at basketball yeah. right now. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to NBA next hour. Hey, uh, uh, John uh, Wilner, yeah. uh, just real quickly, he does a lot of stuff in the Bay Area covering the Pac-12 primarily, uh, but he has a, a his thumb on the pulse for a lot of things going on in college football. Um, he says, Mountain West presidents are supposed to vote on schedule model tomorrow. Uh, it was put forth by ADs. And then he adds, wonder if CSU situation will cause a pause. The report comes out, and now all of a sudden, all these other players are saying, "Hey, that's that's not that's not the case." But like I it's said, it's not like that. That's where you do an investigation, and you find out exactly what's going on. What is exactly going on? Yeah, oh, as they call an independent investigator outside of the group, do some investigating. Make sure the school gets involved. Whatever you got to do, figure out the facts, get it done. So when this schedule announcement of whatever it is does come out tomorrow. That everyone's ready, prepared, and we don't have any surprises coming out of the box. <laughs> but the Mountain West has serious issues to figure out. Colorado State, today's report, uh, the Mexico's governor doesn't yeah. want them to play any football in the fall. You got travel-related issues if you go to Hawaii. California's not all clean and clear, though, is it? I mean, there's no, still, still issues over there. But again, I, I look forward to hearing... What that Mount West schedule is going to look like, you know, it will be 10 games, nine, eight. Do they get a non-conference game with that? I'm looking forward to hearing what that answer is going to be tomorrow. Do you go Big Ten route and say you, you play extra non-conference games, but they're within the not the, the region? Or excuse me, uh, yeah, they're still conference, conference games, games but just you not have, in your region. Yeah, I hope they have a way to play other teams. Outside of the conference. I, I, and I want that rivalry to happen with BYU. I really do. I, I think that's a fun rivalry. It's fun for Provo. It's fun for us. So, And I think it would be good for the SUU game to happen, too. In-state. Yeah. Uh, it's a tune-up game. It's good for SUU to get a game in there, too. I right. absolutely agree with you. The, the, those game mean, those types of games mean a lot to them, too. That's as, as much a money game to them as the Washington game would have been for USU. Different level. Maybe at you know different zeros, <laughs> but a lot of different zeros it still means something. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so, coming up next here in the full court press next hour, we'll get into the NBA bubble and recap that Jazz game from last night. What's working well? What's not? Stay tuned. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. A season on the brink was a popular book on basketball coach Bobby Knight by John Feinstein, but it would also be the perfect title for this 2020 baseball season. Things feel shaky right now. After the Marlins' COVID outbreak last week, the Cardinals are the story this week. Their series against the Tigers postponed because 13 members of the organization tested positive. I've really enjoyed baseball's return, and the league should be in great shape with the Yankees and Dodgers looking like the dominant teams. But two weeks in, it's hard to enjoy knowing that this could be taken away at any moment. Some say the Major League Baseball should have tried harder to have a bubble like the NBA and NHL. There's nothing they can do about it now. All the teams and players can do is their best to limit their exposure to the virus and hold everyone to a high level of accountability. Doesn't look good, though. But hopefully, they'll learn from the start of the season and rally from here on out. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.